Wake up! On episode 356 of the YLP Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the YLP round, we are one week away from WrestleMania 39 weekend, probably one going to be one of the biggest weekends of the year, and it is anticipating. You know it, I know it, the entire YLP realm knows it, you feel it in your bones. But before we get into the WrestleMania weekend festivities, we still got to take care of some business first this week. So what does Mr. YLP, even though he is dead, have on the docket this week? Well, a lot of, a lot of good amount of news came out of the pike this week. We're going to talk a little bit to start this week's episode of the YLP podcast, talking about Kenny Omega and El Hijo del Vikingo in their five-star rated match from this past Wednesday. We're going to talk a little bit about that. A couple injuries coming down the pike as well. Two big names in Impact are down with injury and will be out for this weekend sacrifice pay-per-view. Huge, huge loss. Tragic, tragic. Big time, big time. Tragic. Also, a little bit of news on Mercedes Monet's next title defense. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Just a little bit of quick hit action to kick off this week's podcast. Also, I got news about Shawn Michaels. And he's hoping NXT Europe launches by the end of 2023. We're going to discuss all the latest on NXT Europe from the man himself. What he had to say about the European brand being up and running by the end of this year. Also, apparently a major considered, major considered, Jesus Christ, English is hard, major WWE star apparently had considered retirement at WrestleMania 39. We're going to talk about who that is and maybe something that I had in my head booking-wise of many a moons ago. Also, WWE reportedly bringing Randy Orton to L.A. for WrestleMania 39 weekend. This one's going to be a little bit more WrestleMania-centric, given the fact that we are literally one week away. It's going to be a fun episode, so make sure you sit back, kick back, relax, have your drink, get your popcorn, get your drinks ready, get all that good stuff prepared. If you're out and about, enjoy the wonderful sound of my voice, and uh, let's get things rocking, shall we? Because... This is episode 356 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. This is Mr. Fretz of the Fretzelmania Podcast, and you must be kicking off your weekend in proper YLP fashion by listening to the Young Lions Perspective. On Russell Attic Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling Issues Podcast here, and welcome to episode 356. Of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Saturday. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. 
Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. It is Saturday, I believe, March 25th, 2023. One week away from the WrestleMania weekend spectacle. And I, for one, am ready for it. Princess is ready for it, too. And I hope you guys are going to be ready for it because it is going to be an absolute fun time. But we'll talk about that at the end of today's episode. Let me get into some of the particulars so we can get this show on the road. If you have any questions, comments, or opinions about today's episode or any of the other 355 episodes of the YLP Podcast, do not hesitate to hit me up with a voice message over on, I believe, podcasters.spotify.com slash Perspective, Or simply hit me up with an email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. So, the past, you know, week, or, you know, this past week has been a lot of news, a lot, a whole bunch of fucking news, and a lot of things that, you know, that have been, honestly, in the past couple of days, there has just been a whole bunch of news coming down the pike, and for me, as someone who reports the news to y'all every, almost every single week, eat your biscuit, it's fine, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm living, you good? Okay, you can eat your cookie. Good girl. Super a bunch of news. And I'm trying to get, like, you know, I'm trying not to do all the news. You know, all the news besides all the news is fit for me to talk about. But I would say the last, like, two, three days, just a whole bunch of news has come down the pike. So I got a little couple of quick hits. I just want to kind of, you know, let you guys know about it and get off my chest and um, let y'all know how I'm feeling about it. First and foremost, the Omega Vikingo match that went down on Wednesday night, um, I saw on Twitter earlier today before uh, before recording that it actually was actually got a five star rating from the Wrestling Observer newsletter, and well fucking deserved. Um, first and foremost, they got more than enough time in the ring, which is what I was kind of concerned about going into this. Um, I had read that uh, in terms of the quarter marks, they were pulling about. Um, 450,000 plus altogether, and a good portion of that was the 18 to 49 group. Um, I think combined, it was close to a million people in the quarter hours. And I have to say, this match, I mean, not only did it, was the match itself fantastic, but what was the storyline going into the matchup itself was just as good, if not better, than what, you know, we had anticipated. A lot of people... And first and foremost, if you didn't know who the fuck El Hijo, El Hijo del Vikingo was, my Spanish ain't that good. I took French class in high school. Forgive me. Excuse me. Now you know. Now we know who who Vikingo really is. Now we know he's really about that life. I mean, he's not the AAA ah, mega you know mega champion just because it's Tuesday. Feel me? Vikingo is a beast, and I had a good feeling that this match was going to be fire. And then we got what we got on Wednesday, and that was an absolute, you know. Yes, I, yeah, you were there. You watched. You watched with me, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this match lived up to expectations and surpassed probably a good amount of people's expectations into what was going to happen. But the story going into it when Dynamite started off in the night was that the Young Bucks actually got attacked prior to um, the show starting. So we uh, had the show open with... You know, the Young Bucks in the ambulance. Hangman, Adam Page, actually decides to 
go with them in the ambulance, Don Callis stopping Omega from going with them because he had a match, of course, with Vikingo later on in the night. Um, this was one of those things where, you know, that storyline itself was just in, built into that. We got a couple of uh, segments throughout the night where Callis comes up to, you know, Callis and Omega are talking and um, talking about, you know, Omega not going, but, you know, Callis wants him to focus. And this just leads me to believe that Don Callis is completely behind it. You know, with the way a story is setting up. And might be leading to the possible demise of Don Callis one of these fucking days. And when it does, I think it's going to be a fantastic moment um, for a lot of the people. For the elite to be allowed, for finally the elite to be free from this buffoon. And the buffoonery of one Don Callis. But when we got to the match itself, I was thinking in my head, how much time are they going to actually give Vikingo and Omega? And they got more than enough time. We're looking at what, like 20-something minutes at least? Like 20, 25 minutes? Perfect amount of time for these two to go at it. A couple commercial breaks. We got picture on picture. It was just a very good, solid matchup. And, I mean, as far as dream matches go, this one wasn't even on my radar but these two showed the fuck up and showed the fuck out. And now Kenny Omega, I saw it on Twitter, uh, a couple stats. Um, th- that was tw- Kenny Omega's 23rd five-star uh, rated match all time. He only is behind Will Ospreay and Mitsuharu Misawa for most five-star matches all time. He's two behind uh, Misawa and Ospreay um, on that list. But he has the highest rating in wrestling reading history, of course, with having that match with uh, the seven star match with um, Okada, I believe that was their two out of three falls match back at Dominion a mini uh, a few years ago. Banger of a match if you've never seen it, and if you haven't, I would go out of my way to find the fuck out where you can find it. Besides NJPWWorld.com, of course, not a shameless plug, just putting it out there and just letting y'all know it's seven bucks when you translate it over from yen two dollars, seven bucks a month. Fantastic investment. I would say go get it if you're a fan of New Japan. Plus, you get to see Battle in the Valley. So, if you're wanting to see the uh, Kyrie uh, Mercedes Monet match, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. But seriously, this match was just. Uh, I'm wondering. This wasn't even like, of course, certified banger easily. But as a just just the match it's, match itself starts off with a freaking you know suicide out to the outside, and of course everybody's gonna be talking about that. Inside ropes, springboard 630 to the outside. The twisting course grew moonsault. Um, from the outside rope going in inside. Vikingo's a beast, man. Vikingo is a beast. And I don't know how old he is. He looks, he, I know he uh, he looks young. He looks like he's in his like mid-20s or something like that. I don't know how old he is. But yeah, Vikingo put on a fucking show. And now, it's, uh, from what I just, uh, saw earlier this morning before I got recording, he's now going to be defending the AAA Omega Championship against Commander who apparently, uh, I didn't see the match itself, but I saw uh, during the face of the Revolution match, he showed up and showed his ass. And now these two are going to be putting a match up against each other, and these two are just going to show their ass. Ring of Honor, you got something here. Like King Owen Commander about to go ape shit on your program and just letting y'all know. Tony Khan, keep an eye on this. Serious serious business you're about, you're about to put on, and a lot of people are anticipating this matchup to be dope as well. Of course, that's for uh, Supercard of Honor. I believe going down this coming Thursday. But that was just sensational. As Future would say, sensational. 
it was sensational. It was just from beginning to end fantastic. I was very pleased by the amount of work they had put in to do the damn thing in the ring and make the crowd in Kansas City go fucking bonkers. Uh, and on the best part, we got it on cable. We didn't get to have to watch a pay-per-view in order to do it. Cable. Beautiful. Mwah. Love it. Love to see it. But we're going to uh, move away from that and get into some injury news. And unfortunately, we don't like talking about injury news here. Um, but before we do, uh, congratulations to Andy Kaufman. Uh, I believe this week we uh, found out that he is the new, going to be the uh, newest member of the 2023 Hall of Fame class. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Andy Kaufman is, comedian, uh, back in the day, had a little bit of a surprisingly good, surprisingly good feud, depending on who you ask. Excuse me. With uh, Jerry Lawler. Uh, now, mind you, they were friends, so they, they actually could pull this off and not have an issue with it. But yeah, his most famous feud is um, with Jerry Lawler. So if you want to look that up <laughs> and get some laughs out of that, you can. Um, I believe he was also the uh, person who did a, a comedy show and then ever, uh, and then uh, took everybody out for milk and cookies, if I'm not mistaken. Which I still think is legendary as fuck, and I wish I was invited to that because I do love me a good uh, few cookies and a glass of milk, preferably chocolate, in my opinion. That's a whole different story for another day. So uh, congratulations to Andy Kaufman uh, for being uh, new, the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, I don't, and as far as I know, in terms of the news of that, um, there are, as far as we know, as of right now, there's no tag teams that's going to be put in there. And I haven't heard anything of a celebrity uh, well, Andy Kaufman would technically be the celebrity, but we, there are, as far as I know right now, there are no more other people being inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. So possibly no Warrior Award recipient and no tag team going into it. This is what happens when you start planning this shit out a month out before WrestleMania. Just going to put that out there. Anywho, let's get into this injury news real quick. And then we'll go about our business for the rest of the show in terms of the news that we do have on the docket. We found out, actually, uh, this morning. Well, as of this, well, yesterday morning, I should say, because I'm recording this on Friday. Josh Alexander suffered a torn tricep and is going to be out indefinitely, ending his Impact World title reign. We'll head over to uh, Wrestling Inc. for both sets of this news. This one's from Dominic D'Angelo. Actually, let me get my professor glasses on. God forbid I do not have to look at blue light for as long as I'm going to be doing this show today. So I don't want to ruin my eyes as I'm recording this. Anywho, Josh Alexander is the longest reigning Impact World Champion in the company's 20 plus year history. But thanks to an injury, it's over. An official press release was sent out by Impact detailing the unfortunate news that the walking weapon has suffered a torn triceps, ending his reign at just under a year. Alexander won the title back at Rebellion on April 23rd, 2022. Scott Demore, new Impact Wrestling president Scott Demore, may I add, uh, said, quote, We wish Josh a full and speedy recovery and everyone at Impact Wrestling, including our loyal fans, can't wait to see him back in the ring. Alexander was set for several big impact matches coming up, including tonight's sacrifice event. Actually, oh, so yesterday was actually uh, the sacrifice event. My bad. Uh, where he was set to tag with Frankie Kazarian and Rich Swan, aka Rich Homie Swan, against Time Machine, Alex uh, Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida. 
He'll now be replaced by Steve Macklin. Alexander was also scheduled to defend his world title against Kushida on WrestleMania weekend at the Impact NJPW crossover event Multiverse United in downtown Los Angeles. But now Kushida will face Steve Macklin to determine a new champion at Rebellion. Whew. Now the next bit of news actually uh, alludes, actually goes in, say this uh, last bit uh, paragraph alludes, alludes into, uh, segues as you say, into the next bit of uh, injury news that we have, and that's Alexander joins Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James on the untimely injury list after it was revealed on Thursday that she would be off of sacrifice due to injury. James was set to defend her gold against Jordan Grace at the show, and the status of the title is now up in the air, with his future likely to be decided at sacrifice. Before winning the championship, James was on her last rodeo tour, where if she lost a match, she would be forced to retire. And we'll go over to uh, the article that they have here on WrestlingInc.com, might as well. This one's from Kelly Halat. Impact Wrestling announced Thursday night via Twitter that Knockouts World Champion Mickey James has suffered an undisclosed injury. The injury news comes on the heels of her match on the March 23rd edition of Impact on Access TV, where she and Tommy Dreamer lost to Bully Ray and Masha Slamovich. Quote, due to an injury, Mickey James will be unable to compete at Sacrifice. We will give an update and address the Knockouts World title situation tomorrow at Sacrifice, which would be yesterday. James was originally scheduled to defend the title against Jordan Grace, of course, yesterday at Sacrifice. And during Thursday night's episode of Impact on Access TV, after the match, Grace came out to save, help save James from being thrown through a table by Bully Ray. Grace did stop him, but she also accidentally speared James instead of her intended victim. James has been the Knockout World's Champion since she defeated Grace at the Impact's Hard to Kill pay-per-view in January. One of our most recent title defenses was against Giselle Shaw, and James is in her fifth reign. As of this writing, James has yet to comment on her injury, nor as her former sacrifice opponent, Bully Ray, on the other hand, replied to Impact's tweet with a video of him choking James and body slamming her from Thursday's episode with the caption, quote, I take full responsibility. This is big for... Um, impact in terms of you know you're literally days before a pay-per-view literally days before a pay-per-view right days before pay-per-view and this happens the, uh, the possible the impossible no the impossibility the impossibility what oh god One moment, please. The impossibility of two of your champions going into your next big show before the uh, Multiverse United show going down next week is a huge loss. It's a very big loss for the company. Not only are you losing your Knockouts World Champion, you're losing your Impact World Champion. Literally days apart. Days apart from... Literally 24 hours apart, if you think about it. Because it was announced on Thursday that Mickey was gonna is out with injury. And then it's found out Alexander Torres' triceps. Which uh, does not sound like a good time, if you ask me. I'm just putting it out there. I mean, I'm not the type of person that has a major injury in their life, but I can kind of have an idea of how bad 
it actually is. And anything torn muscle-wise uh, is definitely no joke. Um, it's definitely no joke. It sucks because now Impact literally has to figure out on the fly, especially as of this, as of this recording, which is Friday uh, tonight for Sacrifice, or yesterday, if you're listening to this, if you're going to be listening to this today, technically. It's going to be very hard for them to try to figure out what they're going to do in terms of championships. Because now you have Macklin and Kushida for the title, and you have, well, and, and Impact's not, uh, the Knockouts World Championship is still up in the air because James is supposed to face Jordan Grace. How do you go about that? Do you maybe replace... Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm pretty much, it's pretty much, by the time you hear this, it's pretty much just going to be, you know, already, like, things are going to have happened. So, I'm not going to go fully into booking stuff, but I'll, I'll leave it like this. Um, on behalf of the uh, WrestleMania Radio Squadron, um, we here at the YLP Podcast do uh, wish them a very, uh, very, very healthy rehabilitation process. Hope their surgeries, uh, well, especially for Alexander, uh, given that we don't know about uh, James's injury just yet. Uh, we wish uh, Josh Alexander a very speedy recovery. Um, hope surgery uh, goes fantastic for him. Uh, and then his road to recovery will be uh, possibly the stuff of legend. Um, because, it, it, I mean, Josh Alexander, uh, I mean, with his title reign, has become one of the, one of the biggest names in, the, in wrestling. Uh, may not be, like, a big deal in terms of, you know, the wrestling world as a whole. But if you know, you know. Type of deal. You know, Josh Alexander is just that dude. And it really sucks that uh, he got injured. Because, I mean, he was definitely the the standard bearer of what Impact Wrestling is for what they have right now. I mean, who knows if they were going to have, you know, Alexander reign for a few more months. Or maybe held in until the slam anniversary. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but whatever the injuries, you know, especially for, well, for Mickey James, it's a little bit unknown what it is. But we, uh, we here at the YLP Podcast... Do wish both of them a uh, very safe, healthy recovery, a very uh, very smooth rehabilitation process, and that they come back uh, sooner, of course, rather than later, because injuries suck. We all know the uh, severity of what pro wrestling is, um, and we just uh, we here wish them a very speedy recovery and them getting back into the ring sooner rather than later so that's going to conclude all the quick hits that i had my thoughts on just a little couple of the news of the week um you know oh oh I, oh i actually forgot one i forgot one my apologies forgot one so mercedes monet uh i saw this uh before i went to sleep last night it has been announced at Sakura Genesis on April 8th, that Mercedes Monet will be defending the IWGP Women's Championship in a triple threat, or a three-way dance, as they like to call it, over in Japan. A little three-way dance action between AZM and Hazuki. Um, AZM announced that she wanted to uh, contend for the Women's Championship. Hazuki wanted to make it a three-way. And then Mayu Iwatani says she wants dibs on whoever wins that. So it goes into the news that uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, that uh, Mercedes Monet's next two opponents are going to be AZM and Mayu Iwatani. Hazuki uh, getting involved because you know she wanted to get involved. Well, this is a, this is going to be a fun matchup. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of AZM. She's really been killing it as of late. High speed champion over in Stardom. Hazuki, one of the bigger names over in Stardom, and this is going to be a hell of a match. And 
for Mercedes Monet, this is just another you know chapter in her post WWE career. I mean, the match she had with Kyrie uh, Kyrie Sane was great. Well, Kyrie Ho Kyrie technically, uh, depending on where she's gonna go. Um, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But this is a big big opportunity for Mercedes Monet to show her ass, especially with a talent like AZM and a talent like Hazuki, to do work and put work in in that ring. Just want to put that out there. Um, I think it's gonna be a solid match. I think those two are gonna, you know, those three are gonna kill it, and I think they're gonna be a bright spot on the Sakura Genesis card, which has a few good matches on it. Of course, Sonata winning the New Japan Cup um, now gets the opportunity to face uh, Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That's gonna be crazy. Uh, Bishamon, the team of Yo uh, I was gonna say Yoshitatsu, Yoshihashi, and uh, Hiroki Goto, Goto Hiroki, I should say, and we'll take on Aussie Open for the uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Rumo Takahashi taking on Robbie Eagles for the junior title. It's going to be a good show, I think. It's going to be a good show. Uh, if I get a chance to watch that, I may tell you a little bit about it, you know, review-wise. But if not, you know, it bees what it bees. It is what it is. And then Kyrie saying, saying she's a free agent. That's going to be insane. Uh, she's saying she wants to get back into the States. Sorry, but get back to wrestling in the States. And um, I may actually put a question on this week's episode about that. Um, do you think Kyrie should go back to WWE or do you think she be should be wise to go to AEW as Kyrie Hojo? I may put up uh, I may put up a poll about that um, to co accompany this episode this week. But okay, I'm done. That's enough of the quick hits for this week. When we come back, we're gonna get right into the actual docket of news that I have for this week, including Shawn Michaels hoping. To launch NXT Europe by the end of this year. Big news on that. We'll, get, we'll talk about his thoughts. And of course, a major WWE star considered retirement at WrestleMania 39. Who was that person? You're just going to have to stick around and find out on episode 356 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 356 of the YLP podcast. And now it is time to get into the news of the week. This will be the last news of the week before we get into WrestleMania's nonsense next week. We'll discuss more about that a little bit later on in the show. Before we get into the news, though, y'all already know that I got to shamelessly plug my squad, because it is not just me that is all about WrestleMania Radio. I got a whole squadron with me, and make sure you check out the other family of WrestleMania Radio podcast, including, of course, the Brace for Impact podcast comes out every Tuesday. I believe they had their season finale a couple weeks ago. But if you want to go back and check out their season finale and all the other episodes that went down this season, my boy Nate the effing great hosting. The Brace for Impact podcast, talking about all things old school impact. If you love you, the old TNA, the old school TNA, which is what I thought was the best version of TNA. Uh, that is the show for you. Check that out and tell Nate the effing great. I said, what up, though? Every Wednesday, check out the Kings of the Rings podcast hosted by our wonderful, esteemed general manager, King Ricky Rose and Will Tara Shook, a.k.a. Willie T. And don't you ever... We shall never forget the one and only Agent K. Murphy. Shout out to you. As always, 
on a Legends contract like none other. Can't wait till they come back on the show. Cannot effing wait. Make sure you check out the KOTR podcast every Wednesday night live, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, if you got Periscope and all that good stuff. Check it out if you're on Twitch, KO, at KOTR underscore podcast. Check that out. Let them know Mr. YLP, even though he's dead, sent you. Every Friday, make sure you check out the Friends of Mania podcast, talking about the ruthless, ruthless aggression era. And I believe this on this week's episode um, is, uh, I believe I called Eric Engel Appreciation Night. So that should be something of uh, your enjoyment right there. I believe that a little bit of that I checked out the... Um, a little bit of the what, what's going on with this episode. I haven't listened to it just yet. But I believe Brock Lesnar is being discussed on this podcast as well. In, uh, involving uh, the week's episode of SmackDown that he likes to discuss during the Ruthless Aggression era. Which is one of my favorite eras all going along with the Attitude era. So make sure you check out all the family of podcasts. And of course Thursdays you can get the audio version of the Kings of the Rings podcast. If you like to listen to it while you're out and about doing your business. Because this is WrestleAddict Radio. The Cure. For the Common Wrestling Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us get into the news of the week that I have for y'all. And we're going to start off over at Cultaholic.com. Shawn Michaels hoping to launch WWE NXT Europe by the end of 2023. From Aiden Gibbons. Shawn Michaels has provided an update on NXT Europe and the Senior Vice President of Talent Development Creative hopes the European brand will be up and running by the end of 2023, saying, quote, things are still in the organizational stage and we are hoping that we will have that up and running by the end of 2023. I'm really learning. Isn't something you just throw together, especially if you want to set it up for success. I think everyone would feel a bit more comfortable if it takes a little bit longer to make sure we cross every T and dot every I, but still looking forward to trying to make that a reality by the end of 2023, Michaels told the Daily Mail. It was announced that after NXT UK was shut down in August 2022, that WWE had plans to launch NXT Europe in 2023. Although few details have few details have been revealed about the new brand since since then, which has led to fears that it will never get off the ground. Triple H announced earlier this year that more will be revealed about NXT Europe this summer, which could potentially coincide with Money in the Bank. The pay per view is set to take place, of course, at the O2 Arena on, in London, England, on July 1st. Me personally, I do not care how long it takes for NXT Europe to get off the ground. I do not care. One sec, one bit. I think personally it is more important for NXT Europe to be set up the way, exactly the way they would like us to have it. Well, not for us, before them to have it, I should say. Seriously, there's no way on God's green earth that you're there that Shawn Michaels and Triple H and all that are just gonna do you know do this all willy nilly. Feel me? They're not. It's just not gonna be that crazy. They're gonna take their time with this, and well, and honestly, they they really really should. They should really consider every single little thing in terms of NXT Europe. They should, because of the fact that you don't want to go, you don't want to half-ass this entire thing. 
And especially with, uh, I mean, black and gold era, they did not have as one damn thing. And let's be, let's get one thing straight. They didn't, you know it, you watched it, you loved it. And I'm sure they're going to do the same thing for NXT Europe. Logistically, it's a lot. Logistically, it is going to be a lot. But I I think I talked about NXT Europe a little while back in terms of, you know, the possibilities of what they could do with NXT Europe. And I remember, if I remember correctly, and if you listen to the podcast, you, you know exactly what I'm about to say here. The possibilities of NXT Europe are endless because you have so many venues in which you can actually perform in. So many cities you could perform in. So many places that they can take NXT Europe to. Now in UK, they did a couple, you know, they did a little bit over there, but you have more opportunity for fans that may have never heard of NXT or have heard of NXT but never seen it in person. They now have that opportunity to actually have it take place. You're going to fall. Relax. The way they're setting things up is the way you should set things up with time. Every good thing comes in time. Rome was a built in the day. NXT Europe is not going to be either. If they announce, if they do announce something later on in the year, middle of you know in the summer, we're ready to take it. We're ready to, you know, we'll be ready to receive that information as it goes. And maybe at the end of this year, they do get NXT Europe up and running. I mean, we're talking about a lot of talent. A lot of talent possibly being a part of that brand. And the possibility of talent going over to NXT Europe and working with that brand. Not necessarily being on the roster, but being able to work with that brand. The possibilities are there. Okay? Just because they released talent doesn't mean they're not going to come back. The way I see it, though, NXT Europe is is a huge, it, it feels like a huge undertaking. You know, given the fact that, they, you know, where they're going to start, where they're, you know, they're going to be based out of, are they going to be doing shows outside of maybe the UK? Are they going to do shows in France? Are they going to do shows in Germany, in Belgium, in uh, Netherlands? All these places. There are so many venues that could take place. They could actually do takeovers at, take over, you know, take over Amsterdam. Take over Paris, take over, you know, Berlin, take over Frankfurt, take over Manchester, you know, take over, you know, take over Madrid. You can do, you know, you have opportunities everywhere. You know, take over Prague, check Prague, um, you know, take over Rome, Milan. Like you can do it. You can do it during Fashion Week if you wanted to. This is how butt wild you can get. But I think with this, every I think taking the time to make sure they get everything set up logistically and, you know, going about it, how they want to go about it, titles, all that shit, storylines, everything. You know what I mean? Give it time. You know, I know there's going to be a lot of speculation of, you know, people, you know, I, I don't see much on Twitter in terms of, or social media as a whole, about, you know, people talking about NXT Europe. I'm sure they are. I may not be seeing it, but... You know, it's quiet right now. It's hush hush, and that's I think that's the best way to go about it. I think it's the best way for NXT Europe to be taken care of. Is that you basically just you know focus what you got with NXT, but still you know get every no everything's gonna be set up. And if it's not ready for 2023, tell us. If it's gonna be ready in 2024, that's perfectly fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. But you know. I think when they're ready, 
though let us all know what is going on and we shall be perfectly okay in the meantime we still got nxt we still have wwe we have we still we got plenty of things to worry about so let them do what they, let them uh let nxt europe do what they need to do and once it is ready they will let us know moving on to the next bit of news that we have here Actually, you know, I, okay, I'll talk about this briefly because I just saw the news about uh, Triple H. Um, apparently, uh, there's news about Rey Mysterio. You know, there was discussions about uh, Rey Mysterio potentially retiring after their match at WrestleMania 39. Um, from WrestleTalk, um, see how. Get into it real quick. There have reportedly been discussions about a major star potentially retiring after their match at WrestleMania 39. Ahead of this year's event, Rey Mysterio, of course, we know is going to be headlining the uh, WWE Hall of Fame as part of the 2023 class. Things aren't all positive for Rey, who is currently feuding with his son, Dominic Mysterio. Per WrestleVotes, via Give Me Sport, there have been discussions about Rey Mysterio potentially retiring after WrestleMania, indicating that next weekend won't be Rey Mysterio's final in-ring outing. WrestleVotes told Give Me Sport, and I quote, At one point, it was discussed that Rey Mysterio was going to retire at WrestleMania. But I don't think next weekend is his last match, regardless of the Hall of Fame. The storyline kind of reinvigorated him a bit, so I don't know if he agreed to do another full year, let's say, and retire at 40. I don't know if he's going to drag this out with Dom until they feel like it's complete. End quote. While it is believed that WWE will announce a Ray vs. Dominant match at WrestleMania, the bout hasn't been officially announced as of this writing. It has been teased, of course, that an angle involving the father and son will take place at the Hall of Fame ceremony. And I don't think he's done yet. I honestly don't because of the fact that, you know, and personally, here's, a, here, you know, if we're being brutally honest with ourselves and each other, Ray versus Dom should have happened at 38. Ray versus Dom should have happened at WrestleMania 38 last year. And I was very, very pissed off and upset that they didn't do it. Because this, it was right there for them. It was right there for the taking going in, I believe, 21, late 21 going into 22. They had their chance and blew it. Dominic, they had Dominic just starting to get frustrated, pissed off, and not getting victories, not being, you know, not being able to do it on his own. That was your time. That was your window. But honestly, looking back at it, this this was the storyline. This was a storyline worth waiting for because of the fact that, you know, Mysterio Dominic then joins Judgment Day and you know gets through that. So if you honestly think about it, maybe holding off on the Dom Ray match was the smartest move they could make because of the fact that they kind of allowed the Dom, you know Dominic developing in Judgment Day to actually work out, and now we're getting this. In there. Mm-hmm. Huge news. And and honestly, if you think about it, had they done it at 38 with uh, Ray versus Dom, I don't think it would have the same amount of height, honestly, as it does right now. Because now Ray Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame this year. Son's wanting to fight him at WrestleMania. Ray ain't having none of that. And said he doesn't want to fight his kid. And now here we are. And if it does go down, you know, where Dom ruins Rey Mysterio's speech at Wrestle, uh, the Hall of Fame, then yes, 
do that. But in my head, in terms of booking, either way, the way I had booked it, if we were going this route, um, A, Ray would have already smacked the ever-living shit out of Dominic and would have taught him, as I said on Twitter a couple times, about what the five fingers say to the face. You know what I'm saying? Um, that would be your uh, your move right there. You know, you feel me? You know, knowing that, you know, because I, I said this I said this a couple weeks ago that, you know, Ray should have already taught Dom what the five fingers say to the face. This should have already been happening. But if they want to do it, you know, on SmackDown, if they, if they already do it, if they've done it on SmackDown, uh, of course, with the uh, entire ordeal, you know, like I said, as of this recording, it is Friday before SmackDown, so we don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown. You'll know I've known it by the time you listen to this, of course. But, you know, maybe they do it, you know, it's the family involved, threatens the mom or something like that or anything to get Ray to fight him. But, um, you know, that's the move. I, I mean, personally, I would have made this a retirement match. I, I would have personally booked this as a retirement match for Ray. You know, the way I had it, but I had booked it in my head for uh, like last year. I had booked it in my head in like early 2022. So the way I had it in my head was Dom would be the one to retire Ray. You know, he gets the mask. He gets all of it, everything. He is now the new Mysterio. He carries on the legacy of the Mysterio family. In that sort of way. Feel me? But now we can still do Dom versus Ray, but I think Ray's not done just yet. So... We'll see how it goes with that. But let me get into this last bit. Do I want to, I, honestly, I don't even want to talk. Like, I, saw the, I saw the CM Punk shit um, last night. And honestly, I was going to talk about it today. But I was like, you know what? Everybody else in their grandma's going to be talking about the CM Punk shit. I'll just leave it at this. If Tony Khan decides to bring him back, CM Punk will come back. If it isn't going to happen, it ain't going to happen. I don't believe he has never watched a Rocky movie. At all. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't believe that one bit. But what he did say was kind of spicy. But I'm not going to get into it. Because honestly, that's just I'm not like... It's one of those things where I'm just like... I, I you know, If he's going to show up, he's going to show up. If he doesn't show up, so be it. It doesn't matter. Excuse me. But to me, at least, it doesn't matter to me. But I mean, for the rest of y'all who uh, in the IWC that want to talk about that shit, by all means, go for what you know. But in, in, in honestly... I give, I honestly don't care as much as y'all think I do, but yeah, I, I really don't give a shit about the whole CM Punk news. If he shows up, he shows up, so fucking be it. But there's a little bit of update on Stone Cold Steve Austin, and everybody wanted to see Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 39. This is actually from Wrestle Talk from uh, Jamie Tulin. <laughs> Despite numerous reports of WWE attempting to lure Stone Cold Steve Austin into competing at this year's WrestleMania, it looks like Austin is unlikely to be tempted. Speaking to NBC Los Angeles at the El Segundo Brewing 316-day event for Austin's own IPA beer, Austin would reveal that his in-ray days are over, despite coming out of retirement at last year's WrestleMania 38. He tells NBC Los Angeles, quote, You have to understand that I retired in 2003, so it's been a long time, so I'm over it. But when I walked away from the business of sports entertainment, I endeavored into other things. I work with Kawasaki Motorsports on the side-by-side -side division. I'm in the beer business, and I do other things. 
coming back to do something from time to time is fine because I'm a, I love my relationship with WWE. But my days in the ring are done. Although I did the main event at WrestleMania last year in Dallas, but it was that was kind of a fluke and we pulled it off. It's good to be back and see some of the faces, but I've been gone for a long time and I do not miss it. End quote. Austin was then asked if he missed being in the wrestling business, to which Austin responded that he did miss the camaraderie with his co-workers on the road, saying, quote, Well, yeah, there are things I miss about being on the road. I miss the boys. That's what I miss. You miss going up and down the road telling stories, laughing, and doing things to entertain each other while you're doing the grind on the road. Just living life. It's a different breed of animals. We're guys. We're human beings that get into this business, and birds of a feather flock together. And the sports entertainment industries draw some very unique characters, end quote. While Austin was rather dismissive of the idea of wrestling again, another recent interview may be, uh, perhaps suggest otherwise, as he, as he did say, never say never. There's always also always the possibility of him making an appearance at Mania without necessarily having a match. This is actually from post-wrestling. Uh, I believe him. 100%. I believe him. Because why wouldn't you? He's done. I think he's done. I personally think that, you know, seeing him every once in a while is fun. You know, seeing him show up, you know, every once in a while for WrestleMania and doing the thing. The thing with Kevin Owens is fucking great. You know, one of my favorite, honestly, personal favorite matches of the weekend. It was hilarious. And I think it did a lot. It did a, it did a good amount, you know, to do what it needed to do. They did a full-on no-holds-barred match. It was fucking fantastic. Um, to close out, I believe, night one, WrestleMania 38. Um, worth it. Totally worth it. I enjoyed it. And I think that was a great way for the fans to go home that night. Uh, I believe it was in Dallas. And... Yeah, it was a great way to do it. I mean, hometown favorite. Austin gets the victory over Owens. Good times had all around. I believe he's done. I believe he's honestly done. And he'll just do his time to time thing if his body allows it. If not, so be it. You know, he's been he's been retired since 03. Shit, I was a freshman in high school when that happened. Yikes. Um, but seriously, I don't I don't think Steve Austin's gonna be making a, you know, if he doesn't show up at WrestleMania, are we gonna cry? No, you shouldn't. Um as it stands right now for the card itself, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, what they have for both both nights so far, it's not, it's a pretty solid lineup, you know, to add Austin into it. Yeah, it would be fantastic, of course, but let's keep it a stack. You don't need Austin at WrestleMania right now. And if you don't want to show up, don't force it. Don't force the issue. You know what I mean? Like everybody, want, you know, everybody and their grandma wants to see The Rock, Roman Reigns and The Rock for WrestleMania and all this shit. I knew from jump. The second they put that out there, I was like, that's not a WrestleMania match to me. That's not a WrestleMania match because you got to think about that. We're in, you know, with everything that's going on, with, that was going on in the storyline with the new, that news coming out, literally and figuratively, in the series, in a seriously thought, how does the rock factor into the bloodlines, bloodline storyline some way, somehow. And everybody was just like, oh yeah, Rock's gonna, Rock's gonna win the Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. You know, this stuff. Didn't win the Royal Rumble. Y'all can shut up about that. Um, you know, he's gonna show up at Elimination uh, Chamber and challenge you know, Roman for the title. Uh, that didn't happen either. Sami Zayn did a damn good job and probably put on a match of the year candidate. And now Cody Rhodes is challenging Roman Reigns for the title. It's it's in permanent marker now. Rock, Rock ain't showing up. I've always said, and if you heard me on the podcast, Roman Reigns versus The Rock was always a better SummerSlam match than it was for, you know, WrestleMania. And even then, I think they're going to probably do Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns sometime, you know, over, you know, at SummerSlam, if that's the case. If it is Roman Reigns versus The Rock on August 5th, 
2023, so be it. That's fine. But yeah, the Rock at WrestleMania never was gonna happen to me. In my, you never was gonna happen in my honest opinion because the second he said, um, "Yeah, I'm not ring ready," yeah, should have just left it at that. Always trying to hold on to that last little bit of hope. Something I need to be learning. But that's a whole different story for another different day. But yeah, Austin not showing up at WrestleMania is not gonna be as big of a deal. Nobody should cry about it. It's gonna be just fine. We have more than enough. These solid matches on the card that are going to be brushing off anything that Stone Cold Steve Austin would have done. And I'm not saying that Austin ain't going to show up, but if he doesn't show up, no one should really bitch about it. It's perfectly okay. We're going to be fine. WrestleMania 39 is going to be just fine. With or without Austin. It is going to be just fine. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. <laughs> With that, that's going to conclude our mid-card uh, portion of today's episode. When we come back, main eventual time. Feels like it's going pretty quick today. But, you know, when we're talking about the news, it's fit for me to talk about. We can breeze right through it like a wonderful wind in the summertime. It's nice. But our last bit of news for this week, Randy Orton, apparently, reportedly, being brought to LA for WrestleMania 39 weekend. What's that going to entail? And I have a bit of thoughts about Randy Orton coming back. And of course, our last bit of news for this week, Triple H, not certain about the finish to huge WrestleMania 39 match. Okay. We got a lot to speak on with that. Because this is 356, episode 356 of YLP Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your main eventual segment for episode 356 of the YLP podcast, the go-home episode before WrestleMania weekend. And again, I'm just going to say this one more time. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions about today's episode or any of the other 355 episodes of the YLP podcast, do not hesitate. To hit me up with a voice message over on podcasters.spotify.com slash forward slash Young Lions Perspective. Also, I still have a spring store. I uh, got all new. It's a, pretty much a, you know, a revamped, revamping of the YLP store that is still going strong. If you want to check out my merch over there, I got all new stuff, all new things, all colors, all beautiful flavors of, of, of you know, wonderfulness. I got plenty of stuff in stock. You can get you some today. Just head over to young-lions-perspective.creator-spotify.com. Get all your YLP merch over there. And let them know Mr. YLP. Mr. YLP, even though he is dead, sent you. All right. Let's get into this last bit of news for the week before I send y'all off to enjoy your weekend and prepare for the long, arduous week. 
that is going to be WrestleMania week. And before I even get into that, um, get into the rest of the news, I should say, I mean, it's going to be a very long week next week. It is going to be a long week. Luckily, I only do one show per week as a member of the Wrestling Radio family. Because um, if I if I was still in my bag back in my uh, my heyday, um, I would have been doing you know a full on last week, this week, um, light the fuse episodes, getting all that stuff. Because you got Raw Monday, uh, Tuesday you got NXT go home show for that. Wednesday uh, AEW Dynamite. You got Thursday the uh, NGPW Impact show. If you're going to be watching that, I will probably not be. Uh, the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Go home show before WrestleMania. And you have Stand and Deliver and Night 1 of WrestleMania. Night 2 of WrestleMania on Sunday. And then you have the Raw. Raw after Mania. You have the NXT after Stand and Deliver. AEW Dynamite. Get our brain, get our brains right for Thursday. And then Friday is the SmackDown after Mania. So it's going to be a very long, arduous couple of weeks um, for me. And we're going to have to live with that. And as, as pro wrestling podcasters and fans, um, it is going to be a very arduous week. Let's see if we can sip my coffee real quick. Mm. Mm. But yeah, it is going to be a very long week coming next week. But, you know, for Dabor, endure. Above all, we endure. That's, it, it's going to be such a long fucking week. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, man. I'm just realizing like how much is going to be going with this. Raw, NXT. Jesus Christ. I mean, granted, like I said, I only do one show a week. God damn. Somebody just got run the fuck over. Holy shit. Sorry, I'm, I was uh, adding a little something on um, <laughs> my screen. Jesus. Man, man did a flip. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a very long week, so uh, bear with all of us, all the members of the uh, WrestleMania Radio family. Um, you know, it is going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. And I'm sure that, you know, on the KLTR podcast, they're doing prediction. They're going to be doing promo predictions for um, WrestleMania weekend. I will be, for sure, but I'll discuss that at the end of today's episode. But man, it is going to be a very long week for, like, you know, especially for the top brand names, like, you know, like the Fightfuls, the... You know, the Wrestling Inks, you know, the W Wrestling Observer, you know, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Cats, you know, I'll, we're going to be, we, it's, it's going to be work, but we're going to, but you know what? The best part about that is we get to enjoy it through because it is WrestleMania week. You know what I'm saying? As much as it's what's going to be going on and as much as we're going to have to take in as fans and as podcasters, it is going to be a lot, but it is going to be so fucking worth it because everybody's going to be talking about it. But luckily for me, at least, you know. In terms of what I, you know, how I get down, you know, doing it every Saturday, I at least get a full, like, I'll have a full, technically, like, four or five days to kind of collect myself, whereas the, whereas the top people are still putting work in day in, day out. I do my work during the week, of course, but then, you know, sat, you know, Saturday is when, you know, you know, the light comes on and it's time to get it, get it popping, but my God, what a week it is going to be. I'm quite excited for this one. This is, this is the first time in a long time. That I, I can say fully with, you know, my, my, you know, saying it with my chest. I'm actually excited for this WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because we still got news to talk about. But I kind of wanted to, holy shit, I just had that realization of how much is going to be going on uh, this coming week. And uh, stay tuned because it's going to be fun. It's going to be an insane week, but we're going to make it do. We're going to make it do what it do, baby, because that's what we do. 
let's get into this little bit of news about Randy Orton real quick. Apparently, WWE is reportedly bringing Randy Orton to L.A. for WrestleMania 39 weekend. This is from eWrestlingNews.com from Thomas Lawson. Randy Orton could be around for WrestleMania 39 after spending close to a year on the shelf with an injury. We all know about that back injury that has been plaguing this man for some time. I think he, I think at this point it's just a lot of RKO's. A lot of RKO's. Had he gone the Kurt Angle round and got himself right, I think he'd still be just fine. Anywho, continuing on. Orton hasn't competed for WWE since May of last year when he and Matt Riddle lost to Raw Tag Team Championships to the Usos. PW Insider is reporting that there are currently plans to bring in Randy Orton for WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles, California next month. There is no confirmation that Orton will appear on camera, but the former world champion is now expected to at least be in attendance. Orton's RKO bro ally Matt Riddle has not appeared for WWE since last December, and there's still no word on when he will be back on telly because the man, as Stephen A. Smith said, can't stay off the weed. Even though it's technically medically legal in Florida, by my knowledge, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, Florida, let me know. Randy Orton coming back, I think, not on, if it's not on camera, I'm perfectly fine with it because I think that bag is not ready yet. You know, because I, I mean, personally, I know I've seen a good amount of people on 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 the tw- in the, tw- in the IWC Twitter f- Twitter sphere, English hard, that are thinking that if Cody does win the championship against Roman next weekend, next Sunday, technically, Orton will more than likely be a challenger to Rhodes title at some point during his reign. I wouldn't be, I would be a dickhead if I didn't say that um, that is not the best of ideas because it is a good idea. I think nostalgia is there. I think it's something that should be visit, revisited. And I think it would make for a nice little feud um, in Cody Rhodes' reign if Cody Rhodes is walking out of WrestleMania as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Just call, I just I try to call it the undisputed champion, but whatever, you know, we had that belt already. Anywho. Randy Orton coming back, I think, would make sense after WrestleMania 39. Let him be there. Let him hang with the squadron, you know, the crew and whatever. You know, let him be there just, you know, just to kind of take in what's going on. But as far as him showing up on camera, I don't think you need it. I don't think it matters. You know, if you have nothing in the cards for Randy anyway, just let him be there to attend. And that's perfectly okay. Hell, Shawn Michaels was on a WrestleMania card. Not necessarily, what was it? Uh, I forget which one it was with Brett and Austin. I think it was 13 when that went down. Shawn Michaels was just doing a little bit, you know, a bit of, you know, trying to figure out a laptop, which to me is still absolutely fucking hilarious. But, you know, pointing at the thing and just tapping the button and just like, okay, what happens now? <laughs> and trying to figure it out. The other guy is just like, you know, typing away. like, yeah, laptop. And Shawn Michaels is just like, what the hell? What? Okay. But... <laughs> Still one of the best bits they had on that show. But, you know, I don't think we need him to be on camera per se. If he wants to, be, you know, if WWE's bringing him in to, you know, kind of, you know, not necessarily just to, you know, hey, show up, hang with squad, but, you know, kind of knowing what's going on as to what may happen. Possibly something happening at, you know, Raw after Mania, some way, shape or form, something of that ilk. But yeah, I would have him there. It's fine. You know, not everybody's going to be on the card. It'd be like that sometimes. You know, your favorite may not be on the card. And that's okay. All right? 
I'm sure everybody and their grandma would want to see him just, you know, go up, you know, come out of nowhere after Cody wins, wins the championship, possibly, and then giving him an RKO. It'd be like that sometimes. I don't think they're going to have him on the show, but I think they're going to have him there just to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is kind of what we wanted to do. Plans for future things is in the works. And if, you know, Riddle's not going to be there for a while, you know, rehab, you know, they're going to have, you know, something for Orton possibly down the line. Who knows? But it would be good, you know, if we hear news about, you know, Randy Orton being in L.A. at the show, pictures, all that stuff, you know, take another selfie. It'd be like that. You know, if he's there, he's there. If he's not there in any capacity for the show, also just as good, if not better. But let us get into our last bit of news and probably the most important news of this week and more than likely next week. Um, I saw this online. I saw this on Twitter, actually, and I'm just like, oh. Then I listened to like, about a podcast or two, seeing what they were saying about it, and I'm just like, oh. And now I'm sitting here today and I'm thinking, oh. But just in case you didn't see the news, Triple H. Not certain about finish to huge WrestleMania 39 match. This is actually from three days ago, and I just fucking missed it. But this is the first time I saw it was technically yesterday. So technically I saw it on Thursday. But let us talk about this little bit of news before we head out for the weekend. With WrestleMania 39 now under two weeks away, and technically as of this podcast, seven days away, the card for the show is all but finalized, with plans being made for the show of shows. WWE reportedly has plans in place for after the show, which is a change from previous years, but it seems the company still do not know which plans will be used. The main event of the show sees Roman Reigns defend the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against 2023 Royal Rumble winner Cody Rhodes. Many people believe that WrestleMania will be the coronation of the American Nightmare, with Reigns taking time off after the show, that is apparently not a certainty. Per WrestleVotes, Reigns is slated to take significant time off following the show, but that is entirely based on whether or not he has dropped the titles by then. WrestleVotes added that Reigns dropping the titles is not certain as of right now, which seemingly means the finish for the WrestleMania main event has not yet been set in stone. Cody and Roman went face-to-face on, of course, on uh, that night's Raw on Monday, with several mentions of AEW made by both the champion and challenger. With WrestleVotes saying, quote, adding to this, I'm told this is contingent on if slash when Reigns eventually loses the titles. As of now, those plans are not certain. Okay. As per usual and per ritual, I'm just going to X out of that and uh, close my uh, laptop. Seem to find that is the last bit of news I have for this week. And I'm gonna put it. And I'm gonna put it straight like this, because I was now. I know some of y'all do not like him, but I like him. And if you don't, that's okay. I listened to JD from my two hundred six's podcast last night. I know, I know, some of y'all do not like him, and that's okay. All right, I dig him. He kind of fits my style of things, you know how how to talk about wrestling and whatnot. And he was talking about, because he also, I believe JD also said that uh, Triple H has a year-long plan in place for WWE. And he came up with a question that I thought was actually pretty fucking solid. Actually, give me one moment. I am just noticing 
little something. Hold on. Hold. Hold. My apologies. He posed a question, which actually makes sense, at least to me personally. How are you going to have a year-long plan in place when you don't even know who's going over in the main event at WrestleMania on night two? I think it's a very good question to ask. It's a very solid question. If you don't, like, how are you going to have this year-long plan and still try to work on NXT Europe and all these things, right? And not even know who's going to go over at Mania this Saturday. Now, this could be... Now, it's a slight, you know, it could be the slightest bit of a rib. You know, or a swerve. They know the finish already, and they're just, you know, putting it out there. You know, if that is the case. But if that's the case, if, if you so much as, as have a year-long plan, but you don't know that you're finna, you don't know who's going over at WrestleMania, that will pose a bit of a problem, would it not? Now, it's not to say they don't or they are still in talks, but I, I get it from the standpoint of this is probably one of your bigger main events that you have. Now, mind you, this is technically Triple H. This is, I believe, technically this is Triple H's first WrestleMania. Yes, it is his first. It's his first WrestleMania. If if he's still in if the leader in creative, and Vince is Vince McMahon's not being a little goofy, you know, and doing stupid shit. Nonetheless, this is Triple H's first go at WrestleMania. And I know Triple H doesn't want to mess this one up. I get it. I completely understand, you know. If you're, you know, you know, a big name deal in this is like, you know, say you're a big name, you know, in, in management or something of that nature, you just made it up to that rank. And this is your, you know, you got something, your first big thing as a manager is to do something, you know, it's, it's going to make you a little nervous. It's going to be, it's going to be a big thing because, you know, it's your first go and to see how you get down with the get down. You know what I'm saying? And I get the simple fact that, you know, you don't want to mess it up, but the way I see it, you know, at least in terms of WrestleMania, this is this is the culmination of your entire calendar year. Even though our, our as humans, our calendar year is technically January first, theirs ends at WrestleMania, and uh, it's big. It's a big deal. You know, to some people, will believe that Cody Rhodes has gone through enough. To warrant him to become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Some would say that he has not gone through enough struggle, as JD uh, had put it, to become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. That's perfectly okay. As I see it right now, I can see both sides of the coin. You know, Roman Reigns has had the title for over 900 days. I don't know how many days it will be when he is at WrestleMania, but... You know, everybody's talking about getting, getting him to that 1,000, the un, an unreachable number that probably no one will ever reach. <laughs> There's been news of possibly, you know, the Universal Championship being replaced with Big Gold, the World Heavyweight Championship. And I, want, I, for one, would be all for that. 
100%. I'm behind that. Get rid of that fucking fruit roll-up championship. And bring back a belt that actually means something. The World Heavyweight Championship means something. At least to me. And it's a lot. It's a lot going into it. Do you take hand the keys to the Cam- not the Camaro because they're because actually I just found out uh, Chevy's not doing Cam- making Camaros anymore for so so if you any of you Camaro fanatics um, say goodbye unfortunately to the Camaro. It is not <laughs> the Chevy has stated they are not going to be doing that, and it's quite unfortunate. But it's one of those things. It's a very hard decision to make. I understand that it's a big deal. You know, because if because if you have Roman retain the championship, right? You know, they're still saying we still have a lot left to do for and for the uh, for Reigns as champion. And I mean, as I mean, as JD stated too, as well. Um, you know, he took significant time off last year as well. We know this. It's a thing. You know, you're a big name. You're gonna be taking time off. I mean, you just did a whole big ass long storyline. I understand you need some time off to just relax. Perfectly okay, especially if you're the champion. Um, and you can st- and, and the bloodline. And he made the case that you know the bloodline storyline still has a lot left to do. You know, of course, if you go that route and you know Roman retains, and you still have the you know you know he goes away for his time, and you still see the bloodline you know storyline take place. Uh, if Cody has the championship, you know the bloodline still takes place. Roman goes away for taking significant time to go away from a while. The whole thing implodes. All of these things. There's a lot of factors that are going into this decision, but at least for the love of God, why not have this decision already be made? At least weeks in advance, people. This is your WrestleMania main event, night two, but technically, you know, last show, last match that goes on is is my person is the my main event, you know. But it's it's the main event of night two, whatever. For me, this is the main event of WrestleMania. Period. You know, regardless of what is the main event of night one, hopefully it will be Sami Zayn and KO versus the Usos, but that's just me. But this is your your last match of the weekend. You got to make the fan like the fans like this is everything. You know. And I can make the case that yeah, you're not just gonna give Cody Rhodes the win at WrestleMania or at the Royal Rumble not to have him win at WrestleMania. I mean, granted, you did that with Edge as well, but and I think and Brock Lesnar too. If I'm not actually Brock Lesnar, if I'm not mistaken, so there, there you go. With that's the last two technically have faced Roman at WrestleMania, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, damn. I mean, it's been over two and a half years, so yeah, I can understand that. Holy shit! Wow. But um, yeah. So the case can be made that yeah, granted, you know, he wins the Royal Rumble, but may not win at WrestleMania. You know, can, you know, but the way I see it personally is this decision should have been made at least, like, I'm not saying the entire card had to be, you know, made, but at least know already, you know, who's winning the Rumble. Who's going to WrestleMania? Who's winning that match? How are we going to see that storyline? It's a week before. It's a week before WrestleMania night one. And still, you do not have a definitive 
person as to who's going over. That's a little worrisome to me. And the way it's been playing out the last few weeks, you know, it looks as if, at least by storyline purposes, Roman's retaining the championship. At least from what I've seen personally over the last couple of weeks with on SmackDown and everything. It's starting to heat up a bit. But at least to me, it looks as if they're making it as if Roman's going to retain. The way they're doing it. Just just from what I've seen personally, that, that's kind of how I've been perceiving it. You know, will it, I mean, would they, would WWE be foolish to not give the championship to Cody Rhodes? Not necessarily. But also, would it be, un, you know, unnecessary for Cody, Cody Rhodes to go over? Also, you can make the case that he should go over. It's, but again, it just goes back to why not have this story already pretty much, at least this chapter of the story already in place. You already know who's going over it. You already know who's going over. It's just pretty much then from there going backwards. And how do we create this story? It's, it's a little worrisome to me. You know, I forget which card, it, which WrestleMania it was, but it started had that, having that feeling of just like the last few weeks they just had to, they were making matches back to back to back just to kind of get the card together when in all actuality they should have already had this plan months in advance at least. You know what I'm saying? If not a full year's worth, at least six months in advance you kind of have an idea of what's going to be WrestleMania. And then you go backwards from there. It's a little worrisome. The fact that they're of this fact. I mean, like I said, like I said, the way they've been booking Cody Rhodes and Roman as of late, it makes it look like Roman's going to retain the championship and continue his reign after WrestleMania. I know a lot of people out there, myself included, are thinking right at this very moment, Cody Rhodes should still be the one to go over. Unfortunately, I have to make a prediction about that next Saturday. It's going to suck. But it will, you know, Depending on what's going to happen tonight, technically, what happens yesterday on SmackDown, at the time of this recording, of course, it is evident to me, right as of right now, they, it makes it seem like Roman's going over. A lot of questions still have to be answered, of course, with Jay being the biggest, being the center of everything. The central catalyst for the bloodline. Storyline, period. Not only will he have to face Sammy and KO at WrestleMania for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship, but then if it comes down to it, what will Jay do? That is the honestly the biggest answer. That the biggest question that must be answered. It is the biggest question that must be answered. And it's one of those things where... I mean, there's a lot of questions going on 
that needs to be answered. But the biggest question is, what will Jey Uso do when it comes down to it? Will he screw over Roman? And finally break himself free, in a sense, of the shackles? That is That has been Roman Reigns' abuse for the past couple of years? Or will Jay still side with the bloodline? And screw over Cody Rhodes? We will find that answer out in eight, in eight days' time. We will find that answer out in eight days' time. And when we do, then hopefully all of our questions will be answered. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to conclude episode 356 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're closing out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 357. The wrestling, the WrestleMania extravaganza preview and prediction show. We're going to talk about that on the other side. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 356 of the YLP podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast as a whole, you can follow me on my social media over on Twitter at YL Perspective. That's capital YLP Perspective. You can check out all my stuff from there. I retweet a lot. Just so y'all know. I retweet a lot. Okay? Keep that in mind. Over on Instagram at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. As well as Facebook. Simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Of course... Find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, mainly now Spotify. Shout out to Spotify one time for apparently, excuse me, buying Anchor. Apparently that's the news as far as I know. So if you got an Anchor account, uh, it's pretty much now uh, pod- Spotify. Spotify Podcasters. And uh, you can check out all our podcasts over there. You know, pod- uh, you know podcast, podcaster.spotify.com slash Young Lions Perspective. Or simply search for Young Lions Perspective over on uh, Spotify Podcast, which you dig. Find us over there. Say what's up. All that good stuff. And again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up with an email. YoungLionsPerspective at gmail.com. Next week. Y'all know what next week is. If you don't, well, you've been under a rocket pass for 60 some odd days. And we are here. And here we are. WrestleMania 39 takes place next weekend. And y'all know what that means. That means a Full out, flat out, 100% preview and predictions for not only WrestleMania 39, but for NXT Stand and Deliver as well. Yes, I have decided to just add myself, uh, add more to the misery that is going to be my uh, winning percentage after this after next weekend because I'm going to get my ass handed to me unless I know my brain power and I know how well it works for making predictions but it is going to be a tough one I think it's going to be a tough weekend for yours truly and probably a lot of y'all out there who are going to be making predictions as well um, I'm sure uh, Kings of the Rings podcast will be doing predictions for Wrestlemania and uh, I, th- I think we're all just going to have a bad weekend in my honest opinion unless, unless we have good brains and I know most of us do that's why we are here in the first place but uh, yeah it's going to be a tough predictions weekend for me 
Um, but yeah, that is gonna be our. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna talk about maybe if we have enough time for news, we'll do a little bit of news going into WrestleMania weekend. But yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. One of the better fun shows for me to do during the year, and I'm hoping. I'm not even hoping. I know damn well you are gonna be here next Saturday when it all goes down. Oh man, it is gonna be crazy. It is gonna be crazy. This whole week is gonna be nuts. That's how the way I see it. But uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the remainder of your weekend. Hope you do it in proper YLP fashion, the only way that you know how. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. If you're going to be watching, of course, the tournament game, Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games going down this weekend. Y'all already know what, <laughs> excuse me, what it is. A lot going down. But yes, enjoy your weekend in proper fashion. Enjoy your week because it's going to be a very big week for all of us in the pro wrestling community. Okay, enjoy the week, enjoy the shows, enjoy everything that comes with WrestleMania week. If you're going to be in WrestleMania, well, not in, if you're going to be in LA for WrestleMania, A, you're a, you're a champion and legend of my book, and uh, B, um, as well, uh, just don't do anything stupid while you're out there, okay? Just don't, don't do stupid stuff, don't, nothing crazy, enjoy your week out there, enjoy what California and LA brings to you. Enjoy the shows on, if you're going to, you know, Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania, enjoy it all. Just don't be a goofy at the end of the day. Guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your week. And I'll see you guys right back here for episode 356 of the YLP Podcast. See you. This has been... A Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.